0: All right. Hey, everybody. I'm Zane Daniel, and I'm with Monica Kupiak.
1: Hello.
0: And we are—we have a little podcast here that we call, we've got a name for it now, Remembering Our Oneness. And, and notice I had to like look down to see the name of it because I don't remember it yet, and I think it's kind of great that it's called Remembering Your Oneness. It should be Remembering the Name of Your Podcast <laughs> because I obviously can't. Anyway, and then we have a tagline where we know everything,
1: and so do you.
0: Yeah. All right. So today it is it is snowing in Albuquerque, and it is probably what degrees in uh, in Hawaii?
1: The complete opposite. <laughs>
0: yeah. Right. Like eighty.
1: Probably some yeah. nice <laughs> sunny. Yep. 80s. It's only ten, so it's going to change really soon.
0: <laughs> right. Right. All right. Well, I just released a video today um, about 5D consciousness and the shift to 5D consciousness. And Monica and I have been talking about that a little bit recently. And so we thought, hey, let's go ahead and make that our theme for today.
1: Yes. That I feel like it's a big theme right now with 3D to 5D. I feel like it blew up. Like I had no idea about it until like last month. Everyone's like 3d to 5d. Like you can see it all over Instagram, like 3d to 5d. Right. What is this bandwagon? Like (laughs) what do I need to know about it? What's the newest
0: buzzword in the spiritual community? It's 3d to 5d. Mm -hmm.
1: So uh, with your, what about you Zane? What do you think about this whole 3d to 5d consciousness or this hype about it?
0: Well, I, you know, what I like about it is that it's a very healthy mindset. Well, there's an aspect, there's an angle that you can take that's not healthy, but the the ultimate goal or the ultimate purpose of it is an actually very healthy, my, mentally healthy thing. And if you go to and looked at my videos on YouTube and so forth, you would see that that's kind of the theme for me is that. I want to find the path to the healthiest mindset. And, you know, and it's kind of cool because I really do feel that our modern spiritual, non-denominational practices and beliefs are very, um very good when it comes to that. So, and, and acknowledging the difference between our 3D selves our you know, which, it, which really comes from our primitive ancestors versus a more evolved self. And that's where the 3D to 5D, I think works really well for me. How about you? What do you, what are your thoughts on it? Uh,
1: my thoughts are more of like, in your 3d body that you're just a little bit more attached to your like emotions or to like this, the physical things here on earth versus the 5d one is like, you're just going to start to detach from it or break away. Like, Hey, there's actually more to me. There's actually more to God than just like the, the basic concept of it. That religion likes to, to, to push people towards. So I feel like, yeah, it is a definitely a better mental state that people are very like curious about. You know, they're curious about, like, what is this 5D consciousness? Am I uh, am I attuned to this 5D consciousness? Right. Um, and I feel like it's really interesting that it's, like, blowing up right when, like, it's 2020. Like, we've got a pandemic. People are like, what the hell is happening to the Earth? Like, what's happening over here? But right. I feel like a few more people might be more getting more in tune with themselves. Like, they're becoming aware that they have anxiety or they're depressed or you know things are showing up for them that that they weren't aware of before and some of my friends are even taking action like they're aware that they felt really really bad these past couple of months but now they're starting to improve like on cooking or like they're doing activities that they haven't done before and i feel like that's the start of a shift to 5d consciousness even though they're not aware they're not even spiritual at all but like you know that's their shift of like hey like I know I'm aware of my old patterns, but I want to get out of them. So I feel like that is the total 3D to 5D type of shift.
0: Well, yeah. And I think that anytime we talk about, and I don't know if we've already mentioned this before, but if you think a year or two, five years into the future, and we look back on 2020, what are we going to say? Are we going to say, oh gosh, 2020, the year of the disaster, what a miserable mess that was. I don't think we are. I think we're going to say, "Wow, 2020 was the year of the awakening, and so many people woke up during that time that it's pretty unbelievable." I was actually talking to a friend of mine just a couple of days ago, and uh, she she is worked on a a book, like a nonfiction book, kind of telling stories about uh, online dating the experiences that she's had. And so she's trying to get it published, and she was working with an agent and. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, a very b- normal book, right? There's, it's not like a spiritual book or anything. And, and so the agent who was just a normal old agent too, right? Like not a spiritual specific agent said, mm-hmm. well, I, I sure wish this book was spiritual because uh, it would probably sell a lot better. And she's like, what, what are you talking about? And he's in the, the lady was like, the, the agent said, yeah, spiritual books are selling like crazy, like they are the easiest to sell in the nonfiction space right now. So, wow. yeah, that that is quite the transition. I would I would say. I mean, I can't even believe that that is the case, but mm-hmm. it really shows you something about what's happening.
1: That's really interesting. That's mm-hmm. like definitely definitely a step in a, a new conscious.
0: Yeah, it's super encouraging, right? Yeah, yeah, it's really encouraging. It's very exciting. And uh, yeah, so I I loved hearing that. I always like to hear where we're at overall, because we do know that all it really takes is like 51% of the people to have some sort of consciousness awakening. And all of a sudden, our society is going to transform fairly quickly. And what, what is supposed to happen uh, at the upcoming conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter and, and on the 21st, we don't know, right? But it, it is the, the beginning of something new, and most likely it's going to be something way better. But, you know, what... Okay, I have to interrupt my own self on that, right? Cuz way better. We always are looking to the future for way better. Like why can't we look at the now and be amazed by all the miracles that are constantly happening, right? That's the that's the thing is that when we're in a 3D space and we wish that we weren't. We're trying to escape it, we're trying to run out of it. We're just like, "Oh, I wish that our political leaders would change the way the policies. And I, and I wish that, that there would be basic income. So I didn't have to work anymore. And I wish this, and I wish that, and I wish this, okay. You know, wishing, first of all, is a position of saying to the universe, not good enough, right? Like that anytime you're in a wishing state or and you're in a desire state, then you are unhappy with how things currently are. So And when we depend on the outside to try to come in and help us, when we depend on our political leaders, when we depend on any, whoever outside, that is a very 3D trait. And Mm -hmm. for for instance, a 4D trait is when we start to realize that we have that power that we don't have to rely on the outside world to make those changes for ourselves. You know, the classic one is a 3D consciousness person goes to a doctor to, to get healing and a 4D person. Knows that they can heal themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. So, where where do you think this idea of wishing comes from? Like, why does it why why is it such a common thing for people?
0: You- right, I think that's a great question, and and I think it really does. I mean, just about everything we can always pull back to our primitive ancestors and how difficult it was for them to survive and how they had to use their imaginations as a major tool to survival. So if they're, but mostly it's negative, right? They're imagining the worst possible scenario so that they can avoid it. And then we still do that today. And that's called worry. That's called uh, stress. That's called fear. That's most of our fear-based emotions are all about our imagination. Um, and so the imagination, then we can carry that over into the positive imagination. Ooh, wouldn't it be great if? Um, and so there, you know, that comes about fairly naturally as well. And in, it is because we're so future focused as beings, we, which is kind of ironic or funny because all of our senses only work in the now moment. We don't have any future senses, at least unless until we go into the 4D, into the 5D. So we, you know, our immediate in, information comes in only about what's happening right now. And so we should actually be super now focused, but instead we're super future focused. Again, I believe as a survival um, characteristic or a survival strategy. Mm
1: hmm so because obviously being in the present moment is uh at least in my my theory in my experiences is that it's just like sometimes it's hard to to stay in it where you know you'll have your mind going into that future but then you'll have then i'll have like a split moment where i'm fully present and i feel really safe really really good Mm -hmm. and you know those moments i can then paint better or like i am i'm running i'm going for a run doing more active things versus like when i'm in that future mindset i feel like i'm be, i'm literally draining myself i'm literally sucking the life out of myself where like my ego will come in and be like oh you're not worthy of this or that but like so it's like interesting how like that 3d consciousness is really just like almost as if it's just like your ego voice it's just you being stuck in that like past and future like thinking even when you mentioned with the ancestor line i still feel like that's that's being attached to the concept of like your ancestors obviously we all have ancestors but like being in that spiritual mindset of like oh we could have came from other planets so it's like we have ancestors also from like other planets or like other aliens and it's like just being stuck in this earth like ancestor thing, I think it's almost like limiting because like, yeah, like we could have been cavemen, but we could have been like space, like space cavemen also. Sure. So all of this, like, I guess like concepts of being limited shouldn't really be drawn to like just this one mindset that the cave people had, that they struggled in one area. And then just like going through the cycles of earth of like, you know, World War One or like some other wars. And such, I feel like because like right now we're in this body, we've only have this limited time that the present moment is just something to learn from.
0: Yeah, I like to relate it back to that to that past, to that evolutionary mindset thing. As, as a way to say, you know what? You come about it naturally and it's okay that you have those sorts of problems, that you, that you're stuck in future thinking, that you can't live in the moment, that you have all this worry and concern and pain and so on and so forth, that we come about it naturally. And, and it, you can easily look back at, on our, in our evolutionary past and see, oh, that's probably why I am. And so that's the only reason that I reference that. And as soon as you, you kind of get, okay, that's sort of why I am. So now how do I transcend it? That's what I'm much more interested in, in talking about. And, mm-hmm. and I do believe that our very basic mm, survival structure is all about pursuing pleasure and avoiding pain. Uh, and and it's, it's actually everything that we do, unless we start to become conscious, is that we are either pursuing pleasure or avoiding pains and we're complex enough that we can go ahead and try to do that uh, through many steps. So Mm -hmm. it's not uh, at the very moment I have to feel pleasure, you put a lot of work into some future point that you're going to feel pleasure because you're gonna put a lot of work in, you're gonna work for years and you're gonna earn an income and then you're gonna be able to buy a house and that is going to give you some sort of pleasure. So you are willing to do all kinds of kind of short-term negative things Mm -hmm. in order to get to this future pleasure point, which again is not living in the moment, right? It's, Mm -hmm. It's going through all this efforting and all this work and all this time and struggle to get to a certain point rather than living in that moment. So even that is a 3D construct. It's it's a more complex 3D construct, but it's still all the same thing. Okay.
1: Yeah, so it's almost as if that or As an example, like when you're looking for that future point or like that, that pleasure in the future, like once you get it, you're going to realize that, oh, it didn't really make me that happy.
0: Right. Yes. Because then you move on to the next future thing. You go, oh, yay, And maybe you you have a little celebration where you have some people over to celebrate your new house and you're like, yay. And the first day or two, you're like, this is so cool. And then just like we were talking about in another episode, you get used to things. You get mm-hmm. used to your the size of your house and your view and all that. And then you're like, okay, well, so now what's the next pleasure that I need to pursue?
1: Mm-hmm. So then when you shift more to the 5 D consciousness, you're, you're not really looking for anything that will solve your, I guess, emptiness in a way. Because mm-hmm. essentially all of those wants, wants for that future is, is a little void that you're trying to fill. And that void is essentially your ego that you're, that you're like wanting to like stir up again. And I feel like the 3d consciousness, like it's easy to go into that future state because that's what you're kind of grown up to, to, to do or to believe Mm -hmm. like my parents, like they're like, they kind of engraved to you that like, okay, you gotta get married, get a house, have kids, and then you'll be happy. But they're not really that happy and I witnessed that and it's like why do I want that
0: right Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, and, and it's sort of the same thing, you know, the pursuit of pleasure, then of course the opposite of that is the avoidance of pain. And so we're in a state of constantly wanting to make sure that we're not in pain either. Um, So Mm -hmm. we want to make sure that we have an income so that we're not on the street uh, or whatever. and, And because we consider that a painful existence. And just like I was talking about in my video, we think so much, we, we imagine so much we're, we're so good at it that we believe that the thing that we perceive is very possible, um, almost a certainty. And so as a result, now you are in the pain and misery as if you are living on the street, even long before you ever might, and you probably won't. So you believe that your current state is this terrible future prediction for yourself. And so you're miserable until you can can convince yourself or prove to yourself that that future is not a certainty. And then for a moment, you can feel good until you imagine some new scenario of, oh, well, well, maybe I won't be living on the street, but, you know, and then you find a new thing to worry about. And so Mm -hmm. that's this endless cycle. And we can go through this our entire lives. And then we end up on our deathbeds going, oh, wow, I was all worried about the future. And here it is.
1: Mm. So then um, say someone is in more of that mindset of like, you know, blaming themselves or like that, creating those worries or like creating those like ideas of the future. Um, are there any tools or concepts that you would try to implement into them or like what they can work on to like break free or detach from 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 that mindset?
0: Right. Yeah. And it's, it's a number of different practices. Like one of my favorites is actually setting an alarm, setting an alarm every hour that goes off, whatever your time six uh, sequences or, you know, 30 minutes, 80 minutes, 90 minutes, whatever. And, and you have this um, moment where you go, Oh, right. You know, I am an infinite being. I am here just to experience this world. And so with on this timer, I'm going to go ahead and look outside and see what the world looks like and see and and maybe step outside and feel the temperature on my skin and feel and and tune into your senses of the moment. And so the combination of doing that and realizing that you are an infinite being and you are just here on some sort of crazy, crazy, nutty vacation and, and to go, actually, I, and I'm a super powerful being that has chosen to limit myself, to forget who I am and to, and to lose my power, at least seemingly, so that I can experience all this. Oh, wow. Okay. All this is kind of amazing, right? Like I am a miracle and I am observing miracles all over the place. So you know, to so to put yourself into that state is one of my favorite techniques. Is to and to that reminder helps because otherwise we get wrapped up in what we're doing. We get wrapped up in those future thoughts. So we need an interrupt to knock ourselves out of that thinking and to rethink of things.
1: Yeah, when I was uh, seventeen, I actually did this like mind training course um, and had like three hundred and sixty-five lessons that you do like per day. And one of them was actually that technique that every hour you would say this little phrase. And I was like literally in high school and like I would see the like the clock like every time I had a new class, like because usually would be like an an hour interval. And I I would just say it. And I would also when I would be at home, I would have an alarm set for every hour. Like I'd be watching TV that 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 alarm would go off and I would like say that little phrase.
0: What's the phrase?
1: I remember it was
0: okay <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't remember
1: <laughs> but um but essentially like that little practice that i did that i when i was 17 i'm like 27 now so it's been 10 years like usually when there's a new hour i like go and look at my surroundings where i take a breath or like if i know like when i was working before at my old job like after some time that would pass i would look at the clock and be like whoa like i just wasted an hour like you know feeling really really bad right and, I would then refresh myself, get more present, more grounded, and then I would act a little bit more consciously. So definitely like that concept of like setting an alarm is just going to help you rewire your brain to like get more aware in your activities throughout throughout your life.
0: And then that practice, you won't need to set the alarm anymore. Like you'll, you'll, have you'll hear it so often, you'll feel it so often that you won't need to constantly remind yourself and it'll start to bubble to the surface more and more.
1: Yeah, because you'll just I mean even now I just do it automatically because it's just right. it's just a part of me because it, it helps me just become aware like, hey, you're here. Like right. not anywhere else.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. One of uh one of the downloads that I received from the Hathors uh was talking about and this was quite a while ago now um it was talking about listening. And how listening is not just with your ears that you can listen with all of your senses and and I was like, "Oh yeah, really, okay and so, and I lived on a river at the time, and so I went out back and looked out the river, or looked across the river, and I thought and it was the sun was rising, and I was like, "Oh, this is pretty, this is really nice and I was just sitting there listening with my eyes, right and i I was seeing birds that I normally wouldn't see, and things then all of a sudden. <laughs> A couple of deer, I kid you not, come out on the other side of the river to drink from the river. Like, come on, you know what? Okay, so that was definitely to 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 nail that into my head. Like, listen all the time because there's amazing stuff that's going on.
1: <laughs> so I, I chuckled a little bit when you said that uh, you lived in a in a or you lived by a river. And now you live in a van and I don't know if you know that little skit.
0: (laughs) Oh, right, right. Yes, of course. Uh, Anytime that I I say that I have, they do the van life thing. Everyone says, Oh, you live on a a van down by the river. Yeah. uh And then they rip their shirt off and crash into the table or whatever. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) One of my favorites. (laughs) (laughs) Chris Farley. Oh man.
1: (laughs) But yeah, I mean, like even like these little funny moments, it's like it's something that right. like, brings you into that present moment state. Like I feel like co- I love watching comedy because that, it like helps you get away from like that worry or that future, that futuristic um, thinking. Uh, yesterday too, I, I put on some like some little comedy. I think it was The Office or like some other show that something that just makes me laugh. And yeah. laughing is like that really good therapy to just oh, yeah. like, shake you up or shake up your spirit to to essentially i mean not necessarily to move you into that 5d consciousness but to just bring you into that present moment Well, it's
0: a higher vibrational emotional state and that's going to take you closer to a 5d consciousness so Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that like any of our uh, higher vibrational emotions are going to take us there you know gratitude and excitement and unconditional love and love in general and all that so yeah absolutely um joy right that's that's what you're doing there So one of the, you know, I we originally started talking about the 3D, the 5D thing, and I was saying what I really liked about it was that it was mentally healthy. And then I kind of like sidestepped that and said, well, for the most part. And so I thought it would be interesting to kind of bring up the 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 one kind of scenario that I've seen too often that I feel is not healthy. And so that's when a person is in the 3D, and they they become interested in spirituality or become interested in the 5D concept because mm-hmm. it's a savior that mm-hmm. they they can finally you know they don't have to do anything essentially and that uh, the the all the problems of the world will disappear because this 5D thing will just roll through and now all of our society will be changed all of our polit- politicians will be changed the evil CEOs you know uh, all the misery that you're that they're currently experiencing will not not be accessible anymore, and so on and so forth. And I feel that that, of course, is just another three D concept. Of course, because for two reasons: one, you're depending on it from the outside world instead of doing it for yourself. And the other that you are avoiding pain, again, just like I was saying earlier, the pursuit of pleasure or the avoidance of pain. So it, so we're doing two very 3D things that's there in the hopes that a 5D thing will come and rescue them. And so that's, again, sort of what this video is about that I released today. It's all about finding the way for yourself to move into a 5D consciousness Because who cares if the rest of the world does? It's another reason why I don't get excited about when we talk about our um, astrological predictions. Oh, once we get to this date, then things will be better. Like, yeah, you know, we've, we've seen a lot of those dates come and go and they have been amazing. But they haven't been amazing in the way that I think a lot of people expect them to be. They expect that there to be this huge tangible change. But 2012 happened. And there was a huge change, but it wasn't as tangible as I think people wanted it to be. It wasn't, as you know, all encompassing as they wanted it to be. Now we look back on it and we go, oh, yeah, that was pretty big. Um, and so we have to use that context to judge future big events. So, again, the the winter solstice coming up in just, you know, a week or a little over a week, uh, we we need to look at it in that context that yes this great foundational thing is probably going to change but it's not going to be an overnight instantaneous everything's hunky dory now it's it's going to be a long process to get us there and it so so instead of waiting for that day to arrive do you know, and then going okay waking up the next morning like okay is everything better you know nope you still have work that you have to do, and it's exciting work, and it's something that you should be enthusiastic about and and, uh, uh, and and embrace it because it's going to make your life amazing whether or not the rest of the world moves from 3D to 4D to 5D or not. It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, for me personally, I never really was, I guess, like into that stuff. I think like maybe like three years ago, like I heard about like retrograde for the first time ever. And I'm I'm sure you're familiar with that maybe. Oh yeah. But um when when my friend told me about that, I was like, Oh wow, okay, this is heavy. And then like a couple months later she's like, Oh, it's retrograde again. And then like the next year she was like, Oh, it's retrograde again. And I'm like, What the hell? Like I thought this was just like a one time thing that like it's supposed to be like some huge like some huge like shift. Right. And I- Last year too, like someone said something about the twelve twenty one thing, and then now it's coming up again. I'm like, what the hell? Like, it's not that special. It happens every single year. <laughs> like, what's so different between something like this and like the the new year? Like, you know, like right. the actual celebration of a new year. So for me, like, I'm starting to think these are just little little like mile markers per se in your life. They're just like something that's a few people are aware of that this day is quote unquote like special. But I feel like just calling it special or calling it this some some sort of, like, event, like, it might, like, it's a trick, I think. I feel like it could be even, like, a little ego, like, trap that, like, hey, like, something big is going to happen. So, like, prepare yourself.
0: Well, yeah, and it's a way to to forget about your current problems for a moment because you're thinking, oh, well, that's all gonna change in no time. You know, I can't wait till that happens. And then what are we doing again? We're doing we're moving into a future state. We're moving into imagination. We're moving in and we're moving away from living in the moment and and detecting what your senses can provide you. So it's it's the same old trap, I think, over and over again.
1: Yeah it's interesting and I feel like I mean like I like that there are people that are aware of these things because then you can like you know like us, we can kind of like tap into it be like hey like you know there's more to this than just this number or there's more to this than, than this or that so I feel like it's interesting that like there's a certain like group of people that are that that are attracted to it but then there's like there's so many more millions of people or billions of people that aren't even aware of this thing. So it's like why are some people calling it like, you know, like so powerful or so um,
0: Well, I mean that gets into the astrology of it too. I mean, and I and I do follow and 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 believe in a lot of the astrology things because it was proven to me so so directly and with with so much concrete, you know, evidence where the uh, Ethan Fox, who is a, a great astrologer, sat down and projected my next two years. And it was over two years ago. And he was like, Oh, okay, so you're gonna have a relationship pretty much in this month, and you're gonna have a lot of money in this month, and you're not gonna have much money in that month. And, and you know, it was just all exactly. And he just followed what it said. And and I wrote it all down and I watched it and, and would check and go, like, oh yeah, that's exactly what happened to the minute or to the month. It, you know, what was going to happen to me was what happened to me. So there is value or validity, I believe, to these predictions, just like the 2020 or the 2012 thing. Like, yeah. Uh, when did your awakening happen? Oh well, it was around 2013. It was around 2012. It was around 2011. Like over and over and over and over again. People, when you when you hear their awakening stories, it's it's around that time period. So there's something to it for sure. But yeah, I, I think you're right. Also in that you're, it's not like boom. You know, everything's changed and everything's different. And yeah,
1: you still have the work to do it. But also like because going back to like that whole waiting concept like getting these predictions you're literally waiting for them to happen so it's like you know it you know your timeline but you're still waiting month for month I mean I don't know about you personally but I know I've had that done to myself too and like I could like literally see myself like oh well in March 2020 like this is gonna happen and it's like okay so that did happen but I literally waited for nothing in a way. Oh, I yeah.
0: Know. Yeah. You it, can't it, j- change it. your life based on it at all. It's just interesting, right? It's mm-hmm. just, and, and I see our astrological charting as a way you know where you know the metaphysical concept that you you sign a contract and everything that you're going to experience in this life is is pretty pretty much predetermined by you uh, by your higher self before you go into this life well doesn't it, doesn't it work out really well that if you could go through and page through like all the different characters or all the people that you can be, and you're just looking at their astrological charts and going, okay. So this person's going to have addiction issues. And this person's going to have a a marriage that lasts this long or a relationship that lasts this long. Oh, they're going to be impoverished. Uh, they're going to be living on the street for these years and all that. That sounds pretty interesting. I want to be that guy. Um, then I think it kind of all plays together pretty well. It kind of, you know, ties it together for me.
1: Mm. So you, it's kind of like the idea of like your soul is picking out this form of like, Oh, like I want to try this thing right now. I want to try having this body at this point in time, because it's going to have all of these qualities. And then that soul or your soul's mission is essentially to wake yourself up from that. It's like you're, coming down here on earth as this body trapped in this like 3d consciousness self
0: experience right
1: experience and then you're trying to wake yourself up to a higher vibration or back to your source and like these levels of like because there's obviously more after 5d there's 60 there's 70 so it's like you're kind of like trying to attain yourself to back to your origin and yeah. they're also just like little checkpoints in your life. Like, okay, so now I'm at this 3D consciousness. Um, what do I need to work on in myself to, to get myself out of these like patterns that I'm currently having? And then what can I implement on a daily basis to then grow from that eventually? Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would say that I agree with you, uh, except that, you don't, it's not necessarily always to ascend. It's not necessarily always to go to a higher dimensional consciousness. Mm -hmm. Every experience is completely valid and it's completely different and interesting from being in the bosom of unconditional love. Right? So, so even, even if you, your mission is to just experience all this stuff and kind of be miserable the entire time and then wake up from it, that's still valid. And, and to never get out of a 3d experience, totally fine. If you think about uh, all the people that were gas chambered in You know, World War Two. Like, why would you intentionally put yourself into that situation? There's no chance. I mean, there's probably a chance to have an awakening moment, but but most of those people are not, and they're going to suffer greatly. The worst kind of suffering that we can possibly think of, probably. So why would we do that? Again, because it is not infinite nothingness. It is not just your infinite being. It is an opportunity to experience something completely different and to have that experience and to be able to look back on it and go, "Wow, that was that was pretty intense."
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it just boils down to just accepting to where you are right now because It doesn't matter if you get to 5D or not because that's still a waiting process. It's more of like accept yourself now and then through your acceptance, you're actually going to attain that consciousness.
0: Yes, you got it. That's exactly right. It's like like when you try so hard to get something, Mm -hmm. right, you're probably not going to get it. But all you have to do is just be this, you know. Accepting, you know, again, it's the the higher vibrational emotions—acceptance and and enthusiasm and and, and optimism and and uh, excitement and un- and gratitude and unconditional love. Moving up that list, moving up that chart, brings you exactly what you're striving so much to get to, but you don't have to strive to it. You just kind of go, okay, I can accept this life exactly as it is. I can have optimism that I'm going to learn the lessons that I'm going to have the experiences that I'm supposed to have here and so on and so forth. And then you are in this higher vibrational state.
1: And you're also in the present moment because you're accepting in in the moment that, Hey, this is what just happened to me. And now I can, you know, I can, I'm okay with it or right having that settlement within yourself, like, okay, this happened to me, let me just, you know, soak it in, but then release it because it's not necessarily always going to be, you know, that stuck emotion in me. Like I need to release it in order to start feeling more of the present, like start hearing the birds or start, you know, listening to the trees or whatever you want to do with nature. Um, So it's, it's definitely like once you hit those, like, those releases, then more things are gonna start coming into your life.
0: Right, and when you have to go through a very negative and uncomfortable or unhappy or painful situation, when you're in that state, it's very difficult to get out of it. It's very difficult to look at that with acceptance or any of the higher vibrational emotions. So you are struggling, you are experiencing lower vibrational emotions, you are, you know, wish that it was over and all that stuff. And again, that's very natural and, and normal. So uh, one of the things, that though, that you have to be able to do in order to get over something like that is to accept, is to move into acceptance. And one of the ways that you can move into acceptance, I've found, is that uh, there's a gratitude practice where you can be grateful for something terrible that happened to you in the past that at the time seemed terrible, but turned out to be something amazing. And so when you do that just a couple of times, you start to reinforce in your head Oh, okay. So this is going to be another one of those, right? This is going that eventually one day when I have the perspective of time on my side, mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to look back at this miserable situation and see the this end of my relationship or whatever it is that you're suffering with and be able to say, "Oh, right. That sucked." <laughs> but I, it it cleared me out for the next new amazing thing, and so the quicker that you can remember that kind of you know uh, almost inevitable outcome of every negative situation, then the easier it is for you to handle it and get through it.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, that's good. It's a really so uh, with acceptance, um, just because that could be like a hard. Obviously, that is a hard topic with gra- and gratitude is one way to 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 get into that habit of, of accepting mm-hmm. I know I, with my experience I've had you know many injuries and my injuries obviously like I hid from them I did random things that started away from it like kind of an an, ex, uh, an escape but through my acceptance it was more so just walking in nature or talking with nature because then I saw myself as this beauty of like you know of being this flower or being this tree or being this this Mm -hmm. and that kind of helped with my acceptance like yes i have this pain inside of me but there's so many parts of nature that also are part of me that aren't suffering so it was like a mirror for me um for for my form of like acceptance um is to look at the external surroundings that you're engulfed in per se Mm
0: -hmm. yeah that makes total sense uh, and and good job to have gotten through all of that, right? You you learned an awful lot from that experience.
1: Yeah, and th- those are my gratitude, My I'm sure we, yeah.
0: <laughs> right, right. So we got a question. Um, so this one is kind of interesting. Why would you want to experience getting gassed or stoned to death or abused for 50 years in jail for life? Does the spirit really have a choice? Okay, so that's an interesting, uh, well, that last part is, it, I guess it's, does the spirit really have a choice? So when you're choosing what life you want to be, do you get to choose whether or not you you do that? All right. So the first way that I would answer this, and you can jump in anytime you want to, Monica, is I would step back a little and say, actually, there is no separation, right? So every being on in existence is the all the same being. It is all source. It is all the one. So we are setting our, we are doing this to ourselves and, and we are doing, and let me phrase it a little tiny bit differently. We are doing this to ourself, not selves, because there are no multiple people. There is only the one true us source, right? And so when we do when we experience all this, uh, another way that I could kind of answer this question is to refer to a um, Alan Watts quote. Right. So he said, let's imagine that every night when you go to bed and go to sleep, that you can have 80 years of life and you can decide pretty much what that life is going to look like. So after a couple of weeks, you would give yourself every type of pleasure that you could possibly imagine, every type of positive experience that you could possibly imagine. And then eventually that would get a little bit old. You'd be like, okay, so I want to start getting a little bit more adventurous. I want to try some different things. And, And you would keep trying different things and more difficult things and more painful things and more possible things because every time after the... The the 80 years of life that you have when you're sleeping, you wake up and you are back to yourself again. And so that is over and you have that now, that memory of that experience. And so now you're going to try something more difficult and more difficult. And finally, you just go, actually, be random, be every possibility. They're all fascinating. They're all amazing. They're all beautiful. So why not try them all? And, and his ending for his little quote there is, and you find yourself where you are right now because you're in complete randomness and you are doing that ex- essentially at this very moment as source experimenting with this world that you as source created.
1: Yeah, I also think that it's part of the whole like duality concept in Buddhism where you'll have one life that's, that's, more positive or you'll have one life that is you know you being stoned to death or something like that so it's like you wanting to experience both but it's still like one and the same or even the concept of jesus how he was you know crucified to the cross he accepted that this is happening to him like he didn't apparently he didn't feel the suffering stuff, but because I feel like it's cause he let go of him being in that body. So like, even if you are in that life where you're being stoned or you're being gassed, it's like you have that opportunity to fully embody that like detachment that you can do with your body, with your misery or, or anything. Like even when I split, like split my head open when I was surfing, like I, did a physical thing to my body but in that moment i wasn't like oh my god i'm about to die it was like i actually called in all of my guides i called in everyone that was there to protect me and it was a chance for me to really truly be present with my body and to realize like hey i'm in this body but my spirit is actually okay like if this is my time to go then it's my time to go right like five meo dmt like i was inhaling that stuff and i was like oh my god what the hell what's what's about to happen to me and like when i transcended i was like oh i'm dead right now like like what's gonna happen to my cat what's gonna happen to all these things but then i eventually surrendered to it and i surrendered to to the visions that were happening so it's like whatever I feel like your soul just like volunteers to be in this body because me being in this body right now, I'm able to accept my parents. I'm able to accept the different traumas that I'm I'm physically going through. And the more that I can work on myself, the more I'm just becoming aware of how my soul actually works. So I feel like your spirit does have a choice because your spirit chose this one life, you know, like Mm Dave, spirit chose dave right now and your spirit is going to to work on whatever lessons that that you have um even as being zane zane has all of his his stuff that he's going to work through and monica as a body has everything that she's going to work through but it's still about remembering our one true self or remembering your spirit is the one that's inside of you and eventually you will come into that state of remembrance of your source and that spirit will transcend into detaching from that body. So that's what I feel like with that concept.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, spirit does have a choice. But it's also yeah. your choice to, to wake up from being in this body. Right. From being attached to this body. Instead of being the, the I don't know what, what that com- concept is, being... I think you had it in your video of like being the the person that beats someone up and being the other person what are the, what is oh that? right yeah
0: you are the attacker and the victim the you victim. are the yeah. abuser and the abused you yeah. are the doctor and the patient all that yeah
1: yeah so it's like not like even if you are being gassed or if you are being stoned like you you don't want to play the victim role um obviously it's a hard it's a hard lesson that 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 soul has has picked on or being in jail But eventually when you spend so many years in jail, you're going to realize that you're not the victim anymore. Or if your, if your spirit really wants to realize it, like they will realize it because even if you're not physically in a jail, I feel like your soul, your spirit is in jail in your own body because it's, it's wanting to wake up back to its source. So it's like, you can picture yourself as being in in a, in a hypothetical jail.
0: I, I've done that oh that's interesting, yeah, that's an interesting concept i i I don't feel that at all like that doesn't resonate with me personally like i'm I'm loving this <laughs> and and I don't want to wake up right like i'm I'm really truly enjoying this experience and I know that I will so there's no there's no urgency to to doing that mm.
1: well, yeah, so I think it's just another another concept. Yeah, Yeah. another
0: way to look at it. Another way of
1: my mind training. Right,
0: yeah, that's cool. Well, the other thing that's interesting about Dave's question, I'm going to bring it back up, um, is does spirit really have a choice and why would you want to experience getting these negative things happening to you? And, And, you know, again, it goes back to that primitive approach of avoiding pain and pursuing pleasure, right? So you're looking at it from your current perspective. You're looking at it from recognizing that pain is an experience that you do not want, right? And you recognize that pleasure is an experience that you do want. Well, when you break that down, both of those things are just signals to the brain. Pleasure just is the way that the brain interprets a particular stimuli. And pain is the other way that the brain interprets a stimuli. And to us, to our our very limited selves that we are as these 3D beings... Then, then there is a positive experience and there is a negative experience. But when you are the infinite being, when you are your your higher self or, or whatever, then from that perspective, there is no good or bad. That good or bad is everything. Just is there, you know. And and so from that perspective, it's totally fine to experience bad because. It's just is, it isn't So, so we as source in our source master consciousness, don't look at people who are suffering and go, Oh, poor them. We look at that and go, Oh, wow, that's super interesting. Look at that experience. Uh, I want to put myself into that experience and forget that I'm source so that I can have that because me as source as an infinite being, it's impossible for me to feel that way. So, you know, so this is all created very specifically to have these experiences and one of the ways, I love this uh, story about a, uh, maybe I've already told it, but eh, telling it again, why, why not? Um, it's about a, a woman that wrote a book about being, she had a near-death experience. And did I tell you about this already, Monica? Okay, good. Um, so she has she has this near-death experience and, and it was a car accident. And she's in, the afterlife experience, and she's like with a guide or someone who is saying, "Oh, hey, do you want to do you want to stay in in in, in and and leave the 3D world, or do you want to go back?" And she's kind of like, "Well, you know, I, I feel like I could go back." And they're like, "Okay, cool. So, well, uh, you've been in an accident, and it's pretty severe. So, we're gonna have to pick your injuries." And and it's almost like, you know, they pulled out a book and they were like paging through all the possible injuries that she could have when she comes back and she's looking at them. And and then they start laughing about them like, oh, my gosh, look at that one. Oh, wow. Imagine if I didn't have a face. yeah That would be so funny. We should totally do that one. No, 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 no. Let's try a different one. Let's try it. And so they finally pick the one and then she comes back and she writes in her book, oh, boy, I really wish I hadn't picked that one. Right? Like this, this sucks. Like this truly does suck. But to me, in that kind of spirit version of myself, it was no big deal. It was because I knew that it was going to be a temporary experience, that I knew I wasn't going to have it for all of infinity. I was only going to have it during this little weird experience that I'm having as a human. So whatever it doesn't really matter. So that is a a step toward that whole it just is concept. Right? And and that is a step away from the 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 view that we have of our own experience. And and again receiving pain signals and receiving pleasure signals and saying one is good and one is bad. Okay. Yeah,
1: that's good. I mean it, it all bottles down to, you know, where you are, you know, within yourself like how are you how are you just accepting yourself i think that's the biggest question that that you can give yourself right now is how do you accept how do you accept yourself in this current state and then implementing maybe a few a few new i guess goals you can say to help further you get out of the state that you're in but also just accepting that you're in the state right now
0: Mm -hmm. Totally. All right. Well, we've got about nine minutes left. <laughs> Were there any other things that we should talk about before we head off? Did you have any more questions or anything?
1: Um, well, we didn't really brush on um, if, you know, with the whole 3d and 5d consciousness, how God plays into it.
0: Oh, right. Okay. Uh, because
1: I know that there is like, a new realization with God with each, you know, different consciousness level per se. So like with God being within us, God being everything and God being within and you, like are those different types of consciousness, do you think, or is it just really a part of acceptance of God?
0: Yeah, I guess uh, the way that I really perceive it and I don't know how it fits into what you just said that well, uh, but but it is that we can be any of the consciousnesses. So we can be the master consciousness observing our creation from the creator's perspective, or we can choose to be as, as part of another being. So the, the way that I see it is, and, the way, and, and I'm seeing it because this is what I've kind of received. Um, if, and so I see it that, like I said, we as source forget, uh, that we are source. We forget that we are infinite. We forget that we are, have infinite power. And because the only way that we can experience romantic love and the only way we can experience fear and worry and all this is if we do that and we put our consciousness essentially into one of these beings. So the whole, and, and even the whole soul concept is is just another way of, of separation and uh, of creating separation. And, and I don't think that it's, that it's really quite that valid that there isn't a your soul and my soul and everybody else's soul. No, we're all still the same thing. And we can hierarchically decide that we have a soul and that my soul is different from your soul, but we're, that still limits us. And, and we are essentially unlimited and, and we don't have to create that, that kind of human perspective on the way souls work and all of that i don't know if i described that very well but
1: okay um well that's also with like the whole mirror concept of how earlier i was saying when i accept myself i usually just turn to nature and then i try to tune in with nature but also when you see other souls or when you see other people um i what i practice is that if something is irritating and in me, because someone else did it, I usually reflected back to myself, what else do I need to heal? That why did that trigger me? So that's part of like the whole separation thing is that because I'm still separate from I'm still seeing myself separate as this person, that's why these irritations are coming up. Right. But the more I forgive that person or the more I accept the state that they're in, that I can't change them. I can't change their state their state of being or their mindset or the way that they talk to me, but I can tune it back to myself. Like, Hey, is there still something within me that I can accept further? So that way maybe I don't get this projection anymore. Mm -hmm. And like that can help break that cycle of separation because it's still within me. Like this person is a mirror or this person is just another part of my soul. So my soul is becoming this physical object That is helping me to, I guess you could say transcend or to just further up my consciousness or my awareness of myself.
0: Right. And that's beautiful. And and that works really well with that concept of the the person who makes you most miserable is your greatest teacher. And and so you are taking a terrific approach because you are saying, okay, person who's making me miserable how can I learn the lesson instead of I wish they'd go away. I wish I didn't have to deal with them. I wish someone would come along and fire them because their work with me or, you know what I mean? Like, so again, that's what you're doing is again a very 4D or 5D approach. You're taking that within yourself and making those changes internally. And then the person who says, I wish they would just go away, I wish they would get fired, I wish something would happen to them, then they are in a 3D space wanting the rest of the world to come to their rescue or wishing that, you know, waiting for something to change so they don't have to deal with it anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. So then that basically concludes with a way to then practice that, I guess, if you someone wants to pinpoint a 5D consciousness, it's about then tuning more into yourself through the actions or the physical things that are happening outside of you, um, in a way.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's making good use of that information of that external information. Mm -hmm. Um, and so again, it's, it's, uh,
1: it's like dissecting it in a way because it's like, I am aware that I have this soul And it wants to learn something. I mean, maybe because like I've done like lots of meditations in my life and like psychedelics and that's just helped stir up that um, interest in my soul or to learn about like everything that I want to learn about uh, through other people. So I guess that's just like my personal like experience that like, I'm just super interested in what else I have to experience or what else were other lessons that need to come up in a way. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely interesting to me because I have this curiosity inside of me where some people don't necessarily have that curiosity. They're, they they want to learn something else or they have a different interest. Where you like have like the Hathors where you're interested in what they have to say, but I don't really have that in- interest in a way. Yeah. I don't have that connection with them, like how you do.
0: Right, right. Yeah. And and that's that's the fun of this whole thing, is that everybody's bringing something different to the table to that we can learn from. So that's beautiful.
1: Yeah. And that's part of also realizing the oneness of everything, is that you may be translating a different topic in your own words, but there is a truth to it that I find it, and then that will help spark a, a way that I... Ex-
0: express it, it. Yeah.
1: Or I you know it's creating like a ripple
0: right yeah absolutely yeah because we all hear things differently there's some people that are very highly respected in the spiritual community that I listen to and I go I don't understand anything that they're saying and it, and it just doesn't resonate with me. But then there's someone else who is probably saying the exact same thing, but they're just saying it in a way that completely resonates with me. And, and now I get it all like I never could before. And so that's what's kind of neat about this the whole spiritual community is that everybody is essentially saying the same things, but they're saying it in different ways, in ways that will resonate with the, each different individual person.
1: hmm well, do you feel like when some people resonate with more than others, is that because, like, is there a reasoning for that or it's just the way that it is?
0: Yeah, I'd, I haven't thought about there being a, a special reasoning for that. No, it's like uh, just personality well, types. You okay.
1: know? OK, just like a personality thing. Yeah, because I mean, like there's obviously people that you click with more when you first meet them and then there's some that you don't uh, right right off the bat. So maybe there is.
0: It's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I and that's what's the beauty of the diversity and the beauty of separation. That it's you, we're enjoying separation for that reason. And so yeah. that's one of the things too, I suppose, is that everybody wants to go back to that unity to that to that one consciousness and. And I think, well, again, don't escape what we got. We've got something kind of amazing going on right here. And and it's very special to a 3D experience. And so we don't have to run away from our 3D experience. We can really embrace it for all that it is. And and why else would we have created it if we hadn't just thought that it was going to be really amazing? So I'm super happy and and love to explore this 3D world because it's so it's so grand and, and inexplicable in so many different ways. So it's, it's an endless place to, to learn from and to explore.
1: I, I think that's how we should end this podcast. It
0: is, it is exactly one hour. So thanks, Monica. Thanks for joining us and thanks for our listeners. We, uh, we, as always had a great time, right? Yes. Yes.
1: so if you agree then be sure to like and subscribe to us
0: (laughs) absolutely yes do all the youtube things to help us uh, promote our wonderful messages and help other people as much as we possibly can thank you so much and we'll see you next week aloha bye